boy, oh boy. Have we got one for you this time. Hello everybody and welcome back to Dr. Movie Reviews on Wheels. Kind of digging that one. I like it. Uh, I've got several good ones. But, uh, you know, you try them on like your favorite underwear and see what sticks. Har har. Um, you guys know I love the Italian horror flicks, right? Sure you do. If you know me at all or if you've checked into this show, unless you're just a, a big fan of this movie, why else would you check it out? But, uh, wow. We have got, from 1980, Hell of the Living Dead from the one and only uh, Bruno Mattei. Uh, Bruno Mattei, however you want to say it. Uh, <laughs> infamous director. Uh, infamous for a lot of different reasons. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't think this one disappoints. Uh, it's going to be hard to talk about because I really don't know what happened. <laughs> and I'm not sure that anybody that's wrote a review for this really knows what happened. I, I think, uh, well, again, with Bruno, nobody talks about Bruno. You know that, right? Um, that's for you Disney fans out there in Kanto. Uh, nobody talks about Bruno. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's dig into this one. Like I said, 1980, horror sci-fi, I, I guess sci-fi. I'm trying to figure out the sci-fi part of this. Uh, maybe because it starts off in kind of a chemical plant, you know, kind of thing, right? Um, this thing got a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. That's impressive. I, I'm not sure if that's where it sits with me. That's why we're talking about it on this show. We're going to find out. So let's look at the synopsis of this bad boy. It says, A tough female reporter and her cameraman boyfriend team up with a four-man commando unit in Papua New Guinea jungle after a chemical leak at a laboratory turns its staff into flesh-eating zombies. All right. When you're just passing that in words, it feels like it makes sense. But when you really break it down and you go, wait a minute, <laughs> a, 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 a cameraman and a reporter and, and, and team up with a four-man commando group uh, in the Papua New Guinea jungle. Okay. I got that. After a chemical leak at a laboratory, turns its staff into flesh-eating zombies. Why are we in the jungle? Well, eventually it spreads. But that's kind of a weird explanation of what's happening in this flick. I'll be honest with you. I think Bruno tried to make, I don't know, four different exploitation films at once and just stuck all the film together from all the different ideas and wham bam thank you ma'am we get hell of the living dead because there's no doubt it is really uh, blatant obviously blatant rip off of dawn of the dead and zombie which you know is the is the you know zombie two if you want to get technical you've seen all my stuff about all that right there's no there's no doubt he he stole from argento and George Romero and Fulci <laughs> and 
let's go ahead and say Diodato too, right? Because you got the whole cannibal holocaust thing kind of going on here too. That, that's the sources. Matter of fact, they rip off Romero and Argento so much that it says music by Goblin, but he literally just took the soundtrack from Dawn of the Dead <laughs> and it plays through this whole movie. It's the same soundtrack, y'all. Uh, at least four or five songs came straight from Dawn of the Dead. Now, how Bruno pulled that off and got permission to use those songs is a mystery. I haven't done a lot of research into this because I haven't seen this in a really long time. But you kind of have to wonder, did he just think, hey, Dawn of the Dead was a big movie overseas. I mean, you got the Argento cut out here, the zombie, but this movie will probably never make it to the States, so I'm not really worried about, you know, getting sued. <laughs> hey, Goblin said I could use it. I mean, I can just hear all the things, right? Anyways, Bruno is, again, infamous for just making things happen and making a movie. And that's that's where this one falls. It is definitely in that category. Um, you got, even our main characters, we're talking about our commando group, right? They're dressed just like Ken Foray and all the guys that are the SWAT team or whatever they are in Dawn of the Dead. This thing... <laughs> This movie kicks off, like I said, in this laboratory, and they're getting these, these readings that something's contaminated, and it, they find a, a dead rat. <laughs> and the dead rat uh, reanimates and attacks one of the guys, and you know, gets inside the guy's chemical suit and just goes to town on him, right? Blood splattering everywhere. Uh, very reminiscent of contamination with the exploding chest, all that kind of good stuff. And from there, it's uh, it's on, like Donkey Kong. It just kind of runs from that point, and it's, you know, spreading throughout all the lab. Everybody's getting sick, starting to get to the outside world. And, you know, we, we got to bring in the story of the reporter who's hitchhiking a ride with this messed-up family that are angry with each other because they're out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh... They got a little sick kid that's been bit or stabbed or who knows what's going on here. And uh, they stop in this little village. And again, they got heated conversations going on. And the, the mom gets out and walks away and goes to looks like a, like a little school or something and goes in. There's a priest in there and she, priest, you know, father, what's wrong with you? And the dude turns around and he's all messed up. This place is, you know, totally isolated. There's nobody in the town. And all they find is this priest. And, you know, he attacks the, the mom. And then the little boy is in his dad's lap. And apparently he dies. The dad's asleep. You know, because that's what a good father does when your kid's dying. And uh, the kid wakes up and starts chomping on dad. Now, how dad didn't wake up, I don't know. But the little boy's just in there chomping away. And like I said, this military group is basically just going from, I don't know, building to building, finding out what's going on. And th this is where it takes them forever to figure out that you need to shoot them in the head. So you get the same story of how do you kill a zombie? I mean, you know, we, we, we still have to go through that thing of shooting them 15 times in the chest and nothing happens. So you got to shoot them in the head, right? 
you would figure that all these years they would have kind of figured that out by now. But anyways, that's where we're going with this. Uh, All of a sudden, I'm trying to figure out how how to word this. All of a sudden it switches to, they go out to this jungle where there's these tribes. And apparently this reporter used to be one of them. Um, you know, uh, nobody knows this area like she does. What? <laughs> Anyways, in order to get back in the good graces of the tribe, she strips off naked, puts some makeup on her face and other areas, <laughs> and goes strutting back in, <laughs> into the tribe. And she's like, I don't know, something's wrong because, you know, normally they don't eat each other, but they are now. And uh, we get some stock footage that was left over from who knows what, Shaka Zulu. I don't know. One of those movies, right? All the stuff that made uh, Cannibal Holocaust so uh, infamous. And a lot of unnecessary stuff here. Again, the whole tribe thing, I really just don't get it. But we spent a lot of time with this tribe. And then... You know, like I said, you've seen people do weird things, and again, it's it's cut into you know some stock footage, and you, I mean, it's plain as day that this footage does not match up one iota. That's the brilliant of, of Bruno. He don't care, and uh, lo and behold, you think everything's going well, and they're starting to party with the with all the tribesmen and hanging out and making big paper mache heads and strutting around a fire, and, you know. All the stuff you typically do on a weekend in the, in the jungle. And all of a sudden, here comes the dead tribesmen back to life and st- start attacking everybody in the tribe, you know, in this whole village. Uh, needless to say, our troops and the, you know, our cameraman and the reporter get out of there. And <clears throat> it just kind of follows them everywhere they go, right? To... I don't know, it, it finally gets to where they get back to some sort of civilization. I have no idea where they end up next. It don't really matter because it's just more, it's an isolated building where they can, you know, have zombies bust through gra- glass and grab their hair and try to pull them through and so they can shoot the zombies in the head. That's what you're getting here, folks. Uh, it's really just scenes we've already seen in other movies that were probably done a whole lot better. But at the same time, Bruno's about showing the gore. And for that factor, it's pretty satisfying. Is it as good as Fulci? No. But I tell you what, it's got its moments, right? And really, it's there's nothing you, that you like you haven't seen before, right? The the clawing of the leg, the biting of the neck, which is straight out of Dawn of the Dead. You know, it's gruesome. You, you get the, the, the pulling of the muscles and stuff in their mouth, you know. I love the fact that there's this one troop guy that uh, he looks like 1981 Lars Ulrich <laughs> from Metallica. He puts his hat around backwards, says some crazy stuff. You got to shoot him in the head. So Lars is running around, you know, he's, he's taking care of business, man. He's TCB and all over this place. And uh, he's starting to lose it. You know, they, they get finally get in another Jeep 
get away from the area, go to this building like I was talking about, but you can see he's starting to crack around the scenes. And like I said, it, you have a showdown in this building, and they narrowly escape and make it to the shore, which I don't know why they did just go there first. They make it to the shore, they get a little raft, and they take this raft from whatever island this is up to the chemical plant or the laboratory. Again, how did this travel across the water? Because everybody's pretty much locked up and there was no way out. I don't know. I could really go into a big spill here about, I don't know, some things that maybe happened in Wuhan. It's kind of weird when these things start, you know, you look back at these goofy movies, you're like, you know what? They might have been on to something, right? And you kind of get that spill at the end, right? It's, it's. I tell you what, it's pretty dead on. Uh, and I, again, I'm not trying to get political here, but the chances of us trying to... Uh, create something to take care of the population you know because mother of nature isn't working as fast as she should so I wouldn't put it past our country to do something like that just saying regardless of what size again folks they're all on the same side they're all just there to pander wallets I don't care what anybody else says that's what's going on but it's pretty uh, creepy when you look at this and you go hmm was Bruno just ahead of his time here? I mean, it's it's the same thing as, you know, Romero was telling us the same thing, right? The crazies, you know, military creates a, a chemical and it gets in the water stream and does things to people. Yeah, that, that never happens, does it? Yeah. Anyways, watch out, Ohio, right? Be careful around there because who knows what's in that water and stuff now. Anyways, I'm getting way off course. Um, this movie is hard to follow, and I did catch myself a few times going, how much longer is this thing? Because <laughs> I kind of felt like I wouldn't see anything I haven't seen before. Just maybe like, you know, when you see footage where it's, it's uh, you know, footage that was deleted, and you get to see these angles from, you know, well, different angles of how a story is put together. It's kind of what I feel about this movie. I've already seen this before in four or five different movies. But you know what? I still like Bruno. And I'm going to stick with that. Is this movie good? No. Is it entertaining? Well, it, I think it was. Uh, a little long, I think. But other than that, it's everything I love about the Italian flicks because uh, they just they don't care. They, they just don't care. They're, they're going to take your idea and do something else with it. And uh, that's pretty much what Bruno is known for. So there you go, folks. Uh, that's my thoughts on this one. Let's give this one a rating. I didn't even talk about the cast. There's not a whole lot to talk about there. you got some people that's in some other low-budget, you know, Italian horror flicks or sci-fi flicks or exploitation flicks, any way you look at it. Um, nothing real notable. The only thing I could really quote on is the dude that kind of looks like uh, Lars <laughs> from Metallica. But uh, I'm going to give this a 3 out of 5. You know, I liked it. It's been a while. And uh, that's just kind of where I stand on this one. So there you go, folks. That's uh, Hell of the Living Dead. Let me know your thoughts on this one. 
if you love this one, hey, more power to you. I totally get it. I do. I get it. Because there's some movies that I should not love that I do. This just doesn't happen to be one of them that I love. But I still like the idea and I still like Bruno. All right, folks, that's it for this one. And we will check, 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 check you later. Adios.